You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Your mother was a hamster, and your father snake of elderberry! I am your father. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 12 of Sharp Angles. I'm one of your hosts, Rich. I'm here with... Danae. And Jeanette. And we're here um, back uh, to try to talk about... Wow, I cannot talk today. Agent Carter. Yeah, we're talking about Agent Carter. Second half of Agent Carter, episodes five through eight. There we go. Thanks for the save. You're welcome. (laughs) Beautiful save, too. Yeah. So... We left off talking about episode four, the Blitzkrieg button, and now we're launching in with a little bit of a different format into episodes five through eight, in which we discover the plot of the Russian Leviathan. Where we discover where Black Widow came from. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Was that not an epiphany or what? I, I will say that was kind of interesting. Um, I did like that backstory, but again, I got kind of ticked off with all the whole female rah-rah, I can physically do anything um, uh, storyline. You're, t- you're talking about Dottie in particular, yeah? Yeah, yeah, but the school, because they discover the school in this one. Right. And that little girl kills the one boy. The, the one, um, Helen Commando. Oh, yeah. Yep. I forgot yeah, about right. that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she totally kills him. Which I thought was a little anticlimactic, I have to say. Like, here this man is, and, you know, he's been part of the team, and they're all buddy-buddy, and they know each other's, uh, you know, backstories, and and they, they're a team, and they're friends. And then he dies, and it's just kind of like, oh, drat. Oh, bummer. Yeah, exactly. Really, that's how, that's at least how I interpreted it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I thought that was a little poorly done. Um, I forgot about that part until you just brought it up, and um, oh yeah, Junior Juniper. Let me look because I don't remember what his name. Is. I don't remember what he looks like. Um, isn't he the younger guy? Yeah, he's the younger yeah. guy. Like the baby face one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. That's you. Yeah, and they, they had that scene um, right before that, right, where they were at a campfire and they were, like, trading off war stories and whatever. Uh-huh. And, then, you know, like, um, the, uh, oh, man, the, the hotshot, the hotshot. Uh, Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> yes. That's him. Um, you know, he actually had like kind of like a poignant moment where he talks about like you know his his whatever war story and you know like people people uh-huh. start to kind of like you know get get some feelings for him or whatever, um, and it's meant to uplift the 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 young guy. Um, you know, it's like oh well, you know, don't worry about it. We got your back. Is everything's gonna be cool? And then you know he winds up biting it. But yeah, you're right. It just like that happens, and it's like oh cool. Well, sorry guy, we're too busy trying to run away. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I mean, yeah. they could have at least, I understand it's a high-stress situation, they have to get everyone else out alive, you know, but they don't even really pay him any any mention at the end after they do get out alive. 
Yeah, there's yeah. no like memorial or acknowledgement or anything like that. That's a little strange. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Yeah, and we we find out how the typewriter works, which is creepy. Do we? Okay, I don't remember that part, so you're gonna have to remind me. I don't remember either. I just <laughs> I remember like discovering like there's some sort of electrical something that sends the impulses to the other side of the world. It's sort of like a telegraph typewriter thing. Well, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a. I don't know, some weird version of Morse code or something. Yeah, and so the typewriter works that way, and you you meet um, in post post season break. You meet this new character, Doctor Evchenko or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who they rescue from the creepy girl school. Um, I forgot about him. And they bring him over to the U.S. for to like talk to him in the SSR and he becomes like a, a linchpin character later on in the season where he actually is the person who leads to the climax with Howard Stark and and this like very tense moment of what's going to happen is Howard really the villain because this guy who you get the sense as a victim and as a and as a prisoner in the creepy girl school is really the mastermind. Can I just say I love that. I think that should be the official name for this school. The creepy girl school? The creepy girl yeah. school. Yeah, totally. CPS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cre- CPS. So he's like you find out that he's actually the mastermind behind it like and that he and Dottie are like working together in order to try and bring down Howard Stark and take over the world in some strange way. But, yeah. but they're like their actual sort of purpose aside from the demise of Howard Stark is you get like it's sort of world domination in some sense or another but I don't understand and maybe I missed it or let's be frank folks sometimes I sleep through things <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the honesty today yeah because <laughs> often when Rich wakes me up I'll say I wasn't sleeping <laughs> 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 always 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 guys i've been there for this uh i wasn't sleeping that, that's her typical line okay danae so tell us what happened the last 5 10 15 minutes or maybe i don't know the whole entire show and sometimes she can string it all together even without having watched it which is kind of impressive i have to say or, or maybe it's not impressive for the show right now. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I have an uncanny knack of figuring things out with very little information from the outset. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. She, well, she was she was running as she was going. I guess we'll take this little bunny trail. Um, where she was she was running as she was going, um, watching an episode of Castle the other day, and it was like. Not even, not even funny, like how uncanny that was, because yeah. it was just, yeah, this is gonna happen, and this is the motive, and this is the reason why, and this is everything, and it literally just unfolded. The, and I can quite literally, in just about every episode of Castle or um, like any of those detective shows, I can tell you in the outset who did it and why, like. It's it's very strange. It's sort of like my superpower. 
Um, <laughs> Rich is chortling about this. I think I made him swallow water the wrong way. Um, but it's true. I can do it. In just about everything, there have been very few things that have surprised me in in cinema or or t- TV. In fact, I called The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Shocker, folks, I know. I'm Night Shyamalan crying in his room. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's still crying. <laughs> why? Maybe why? that's why he's been making such crap movies. <laughs> yes. well, Have you seen any of the last four movies? Yeah, The Lady in the Water, terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, he had like three more after that. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he had like a lot. He had a lot of them after that, and they were all kind of like what about no the, good. the the new creepy one he made? I don't know. I didn't see that one. I didn't hear anything about it, good or bad. So it was probably just one of those things that like. It was like weekend at grandparents or something. It was something lame. Yeah. So. Anyway, we digress again. Yes. Shocker, <clears throat> folks. So, um, so this first, I'm gonna just say, I I take a little bit of an issue with small children killing anyone. I just have a hard time with oh, it. It. Yeah. I think it's a little gruesome and, and to a large degree, unnecessary and. And there's a there's a point in a, a future episode where you get a flashback of Dottie's creepy girl school experience and she has to kill another student, right? And, and it's she, a student who they show you how, you know, these girls are friends and they share food even though they don't have that much to begin with and right. they smile at each other and you're like, Oh, they love each other, that's so sweet and then they get pitted together in um in a i don't know jujitsu match or something like that and yeah dotty snaps the other girl's neck yeah it's killer be killed kind of thing and dotty ends her then she she gets her the other girl in a headlock yep and she looks over for permission to the one woman uh teacher instructor slash satanist and um and yeah and the teacher nods and then she snaps the girl's neck Without hesitation. Yeah. Or compunction. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy girl school. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there's that. And there's this sense of, like, like I, I have an issue with that. I just do. I think that, A, it's, it's completely gratuitous. And, B, everybody runs around talking about this idea of like children and violence and blah 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 and this that the other you know but then we depict these horrible things on tv and expect that the nation is going to be sensitized to things you know and and this is a show that had i not watched it previous i might have let my 11 or 12 year old watch because it's like what you know it's it's marvel it's this it's that it's the other and I now, having viewed the whole season, would it first? I have an issue with just about every in every episode somebody dying by by some sort of fairly horrible means, and two, small children killing people. I I just do. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know with Marvel, they they try to keep it to a point where, you know, like families could could conceivably watch this together because. 
it is tied to the MCU, which is tied to like all those things that you would take your you know like, son or daughter to go watch because you know most of those movies are are pretty all right. But I I agree with you. These you know these shows are you know a little outside of the norm and outside of what you would consider you know okay, even though they're rated, um, you know they're they're rated not you know mature. They're not TV eighteen, right? You know they're they're well, I think they're like. TV fourteen or whatever. Right, they're they're, yeah, I think you're right. So, so oh. it's it's almost like they're excusing, um, that kind of writing, you know, just for, you know, just just because it's oh it's Marvel, so all this crazy stuff can happen, um, which I guess you know, and with the TV shows, it's almost like they're trying to be more dark so they can get the more adult fan base to watch the TV shows to keep them interested so that they go and watch the movies, you know, and they're, and they're almost like trying to forget about, you know, like the, the younger set angle, which is weird because there's always going to be more younger people. But you could be, you could make the show for like more appropriate for children and have a wider, like, uh, viewing base and yeah. have it be like sort of maybe not wholesome. I, I wouldn't go so far as to say wholesome, but at least family entertainment. You can make it suspenseful and interesting and action packed without making it gratuitous. Right. Well, and to be honest, most of the goings on of the of the show itself, if you if you follow the mainline story only, like exactly what's happening to Peggy Carter and around Peggy Carter, most of that is in that category. You know, like, most of that stuff that happens in and around her isn't too awful. It's all the off-camera, um, you know, story-building stuff or character-building stuff that they're telling about the other characters that winds up going that, like, really dark route. But I just... You know, I've... like, I guess it proves to, the, you know, it proves to the fact that, you know, they could have taken the story a completely different way and chose not to. Right. And yeah. and I just think as a viewer, as much as I like Peggy, I don't know. I just, it just, it makes me unsettled. It makes me not as interested in their, in the show. I, I, I find myself like, I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for as far as I've gotten, and I have to catch up with Rich and Jeanette. Um, I Don't think bother. Agents of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, called that too. Um, <laughs> I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is more is much more suited to family entertainment than I, Agent I, Carter. I think you're absolutely right. Like that That's sort of a right. rip-roaring, action-packed good time. But here's the thing. I think that it's partially because this is a female protagonist that they are trying to show as absolute kick-ass, and they're going overboard with it. I, I would, I would probably tend to agree with you about that. I, I think that this show could have had taken a different sort of tack and been better. Yeah. So, I, so wait. So you guys are thinking because the story is about a a female character that they're choosing the more like darker tones to like accentuate something or yeah well how often do you end up with a character with a dark backstory or or dark happenings you know what i mean yeah how often 
does that happen in film or cinema? It doesn't. It it just doesn't. You get you get the happy peppy rom com or the drama, in which she has to deal with you know her best friend singing wing beneath, wind beneath my wings as she dies of cancer or. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Beaches, anyone? Yeah, it's terrible. Don't watch it. <laughs> and or you know, the the family friendly movie. You don't, you know, well, or I mean, the sexed up harlot. Yeah. Or, no, I mean, I think I think that you definitely get Pip. your your crazy can do everything protagonists also. Who, like whom? Um. Okay, this just popped to my brain, and I know this is a bit of an older movie, but Kiss the Girls. I haven't seen it. Ashley Judd, and it's based off of a James Patterson novel, and James Patterson is a sicko, but that's beside the point because we're talking about movies, not books. Um, but so, like, she gets kidnapped by this absolute psychopath who's collecting hot girls who have, you know some kind of talent that he finds attractive and she escapes on her own and then he comes after her again the bad guy comes after her again and she defeats him on her own again like she I thought just, Morgan Freeman helped her Uh he's more of a backstory in the movie at least but like she is so brilliant she's going for a doctorate or something like that and she's so independent and she can stand up for herself and blah, 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 blah. So I kind of feel as if, in a lot of ways, Agent Carter is along that kind of unrealistic line of Hollywood femininity. Well, and, and that sort of that sort of fits with, like, your female protagonist in something like uh, a detective story. Like, um, you know, you get your Olivia, I can't, what's Olivia her? Pope. Well, Olivia Pope, I, in Scandal, I guess, you know, she's the kick-ass female who has the dark the dark past. Or um, from from um, SVU also has a dark past. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, Castle, female detective, also has a dark past. She's, she? Yeah, uh, well, she's product of rape first. Oh, and, Wait, Olivia or ben- Beckett? Benson. Oh, no, wait. wait uh, Beckett's mom was murdered. Oh, okay. And she became a detective in order to find out why okay. her mom was murdered. Got it. Sorry. I... So you have you have these very, woo, very similar, similarly themed. Well, okay, and... Uh, I just have to throw this out there. I apologize to everyone listening because I feel as if I harp about this all the time, and I'm not trying to be repetitive and irritating and get up on a soapbox. I'm really not. So yes, she I is. apologize. Well, but there, there's something to be said for seeing a woman differently. You know what I mean? I, mean, I just. Well, I wait, 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 wait. But oh, go on, Rich. But wait. So, isn't all of this? Like now in now and nowadays, it, it, like in in this time frame, isn't this the time of the this is the different female? Like we're getting it in droves. Granted, oh. we're getting it like 
literally jammed down our throats. But this didn't happen 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago, whatever. This is still relatively new, like, territory that people are trying to, like, suss out and try to figure out. So, I mean... Yeah, but why is it necessary for the the new female to have to deal with such dark, ugly things? You know, can't we get a little bit of the rom-com? Well, I guess I guess we could, but would that result in most of the, like, you know, well, it also depends on the, the source material. You know, because in movies and TV, those subjects weren't really broached a lot, but those stories were told 10, 15 years ago in comic books, which is the reason why they're coming to fruition now on the, on the silver screen and, and the small screen. So, you know, so it most of these stories are, are getting modernized, of course. Um, but you know, they, they do have those elements. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's weird to see like, like what, where does the balance get struck though? Like, you know, if in, in this sense, like, all right. So, so we, we get this, this story, right. And this arc is really, really actually very mature and very dark to be honest. Right. You know, much more so than I realized starting to watch the show because I thought I was going to get kind of even more camp and and like slapstick stuff with some little political commentary about, of course, you know, like, you know, the, the whole the whole climate in how women were treated, you know, back in the 40s. You know, I, I was sure I was sure that they were going to go there and they did. Of um, course. But, um, you know, so so let's let's say, you know, we go and flash forward a little bit. Um, you know, so after shield breaks this season, Peggy Carter's back, you know, and now this time the, according to most of the, uh, most of the previews Mm -hmm. this time, she's going to be set in LA, you know, like uh, late forties LA. So, you know, and it's supposed to be like all like kind of like class, classy Hollywood glam kind of thing going on. So, are they responding to negative criticism possibly or you know what do you what do you guys feel about that 40s hollywood glam i mean are we so isn't that like completely opposite of what we got like dark gritty new york like almost film noir kind of kind of tone i know i wouldn't even say almost it was definitely beyond film noir kind right. of tone you know with this protagonist who's not i don't know would you call her a femme fatale who peggy carter no way i mean normally i think of femme fatales as as negative as bad girls dotty dotty underwood is a femme fatale uh, but there, femme fatales are also supposed to be so incredibly gorgeous and i don't find dotty that no oh, she's okay. got crazy eyes gotcha <laughs> When it comes to looks, yes, I would call Agent Carter femme fatale all the way. When it comes to her mission, her goal, uh, no. But she still does share a lot of traits with that that ca- kind of character. Yeah, that like archetype. Yeah. I just I just find that that well, like f- what a what a shift, you know, f- late forties LA from you know late 40s new york or mid 40s new york 
and this idea of shifting to this Hollywood glam first, I would have liked to have opened with it because I feel like that would have created that feel I, I might have been looking for in this series. That sort of glitzy, glammy. I, I don't know. I love I love the era. So this is part of my bias like that, that uh, World War Two post-war, you know, kind of there there's there's a glamorousness to it there people oh, yeah. were people were dressed well and well mannered and there was a like a sense of i don't know like well, it was like yeah, yeah. well and, and and also elation like you know like the the great war had right, ended like right. you know it's time to you know like, get back to doing everyday things but that's you know but revel in the everyday because everyday isn't some horrible story about how your you know your neighbor just died because he was in the war or whatever. well and there was a post-war economic boom and things were you know doing well the country was doing well and there was a sense of patriotism and you know all of those things that i don't i think that agent carter missed the mark on a lot of those things you know i just well, but because it was going for a certain image, and it it ended up putting that image first, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and I mean, let let's face it; it was critically well reviewed, but didn't oh, yeah. have a good, like it didn't have a great following. There were there were actually talks of it not coming back. Oh, I that's rather interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It, it it carried audiences, but it didn't carry Shield audiences. So, you know, like the numbers, their numbers were, were still quite, you know, like quite low in comparison, um, but well, not but low enough, I mean, obviously. Think, think about the movies. And like and one of you said this before, you know, they have their ridiculous little quips and lighthearted moments and, yeah. and just sheer stupidity that makes you giggle or roll your eyes with a smile on your face. Right. Agent Carter does not have that factor going on for it. The only levity came from Jarvis. Right. Yeah. And he was by far my favorite character in the whole thing. Absolutely. He, in, in many ways, stole the show from Peggy. Yeah. Um, and he was terrific because he embodied a lot of that, 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 you know, in the moment kind of thinking and, and action. And he didn't really get his hands dirty and there wasn't that grittiness or that darkness to him you know right and i enjoyed that that most about jarvis so i'll be interested to see how the tone if the tone changes in season two because even up to the point at the end of the series where and i knew it was going to happen i saw it coming absolutely saw it coming miles away episodes away that the the director of the ssr ended up biting it you know, in a big way, too. Right. That he, and, you know, did the ultimate, I have to sacrifice myself to save everybody else thing, but that's only because he was stupid. Um, <laughs> so I didn't see a comment, just for the record, I'll admit it. I, yeah. Like, at least three episodes. Probably from the beginning, though, I knew that that, that guy was biting it. Um, so, he, I... Like, even up to that point, it just felt like, oh, like, this is so unnecessary. It's uh, like the whole thing just felt unnecessary. Well, you know? and not, not to bring in a completely different show, but this just hit me now. So I'm watching The Flash right now. Mm -hmm. and I really like it. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you guys. 
discuss, you know, Agent Carter, and I'm thinking about how, okay, is the Flash any more lighthearted, like with all the quips and stuff? And really, compared to the Marvel movies, it's not. But at the same time, it's the lighting. Mm-hmm. The lighting is so much brighter, like the actual camera lighting. Yeah, yeah. And that makes a humongous difference with mm-hmm. how I feel about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Agent Carter is deliberately filmed with darker settings. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think you get very many... There's like, no sunshine shots. Yeah, there, you don't get a, m- many daytime shots, period. Most yeah, that's true. Yeah, most of everything that goes on is all sneaky, you know, back room, yeah. after work kind of things. Yeah, dusty in the shadows. Right. In, yeah. in, in crazy uh, dark uh, warehouses or yeah. ships in the holes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was deliberate that, that they tried to make you feel yucky basically that's what it comes down to and and i'm not sure i like that you know there there are shows out there that that achieve that and intentionally intentionally achieve that like i would say things like um the following which i've never seen because that's just not my this is the thing this is the other part that the that those dark yucky shows are not things I choose to watch. I I can't watch them in a lot of ways because I I end up I end up thinking about them and fixating on them and dreaming about them and I don't like it. So like this this where I had this expectation of like forties glam and ended up with like dark and creepy is because the thinking writers got up on a soapbox that's what it was is that you think that's what it was yes totally i and i don't i don't disagree with you i'm just saying were i the writer you know we always say this though were i the writer this is not the direction i would have taken the show and and perhaps because i'm i'm always 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 prone to this she would have been too capable, Jeanette, and I. I would have to apologize to you for that. I think. I think I've been cited in my works for that before by Jeanette, actually. But don't know what you're talking about. But it, overly capable in a fun and lighthearted way versus overly capable in a or or so, somewhat vulnerable in that dark, ugly way are two different things. And as much as I like Peggy, and I like Peggy well enough, I could have done without this season of Agent Carter if I if I was gonna. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not on the Agent Carter fangirl bandwagon. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think for the experiment that was Agent Carter, um, I think it did a effective job of passing the time between the start of the Marvel movie season and the end of, um, well, or I guess the break between the two halves of of agents of chill, getting you ready for, um, the, the Marvel movie season. But, you know, I think the cool things about agent Carter was it did have an arc that did, you know, it, it did go through and, and finalize, you know, there was the beginning the middle and the end of that that story loop and you know they they took the serious tone and ran with it but at least they ran with it to a 
you know, somewhat satisfying conclusion. You know, there there was a, a really cool climax. There was some, you know, cool moments that were going on in the show that you really don't see in a lot of other in in a lot of other shows as far as like taking a taking a story and 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 really running with it. Um but you're right. I think it is way it was way too serious um and took itself way too seriously. There wasn't enough lighthearted moments, you know, save save for for Jarvis. Um because you know he he is probably the coolest character in the show uh in my opinion um but uh you know I, watch it jim could come after you for for uh discussing your opinion on your podcast oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i i don't know like i think it was cool but but um i don't know i i'm interested to see where they go with with agent carter and I, I will absolutely, you know, in the halfway break for season three of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we'll be looking forward to, you know, episode one of season two um, just to find out where they go. Now, will that mean that I will absolutely promise that, you know, I get through all of season two um, on my own because I want to watch the show? Um, maybe not. Maybe it'll be I'll get through season two because you know, we have this program and we want to talk about what's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I'll just watch it for the that that information. You know, who knows? But I think um I think it'll actually be um you know, I think it'll actually wind up being something that I'll watch and and still wind up enjoying because, you know, as long as as long as they've you know, as long as they're on this role, the 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 MCU writing team, as long as they're on this role, um, I'd say you know, uh, I'm just gonna keep riding it until you know someone hits a brick wall, you know, and and maybe it is, you know, maybe season two is gonna be that brick wall that'll wind up ending that little experiment, but um, I don't know. But I, I, I don't think, think so. I think if they bring that lighthearted 40s feel, I think that this will have a much longer run than if they continued in the dark and gritty New York film noir. I yeah. just do, you know. I still think about the guy who got hit by the who got hypnotized and told to get hit by a truck. Like, right, first right. of all, can hypnosis really induce you to do that? I find According that doubtful. To the dentalist, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's a yeah, <laughs> but oh, all right. Stop. Sorry, the dog's being fresh um because you instigated it yeah he's he's like well you brought the s now it's time to play no he brought out the s and i was trying to occupy him well he certainly wants to be occupied that's for sure yeah he's not he's not wanting to curl up and go to sleep that that is absolutely not what's happening but um but a can people really be induced to commit suicide by being hypnotized, I find that doubtful. Perhaps I'm wrong. I, according to the hypnosis guy we saw in uh, in Las Vegas, it's not you're you are still aware of things, and yes, you can be. It can be suggested that you do crazy things, but if you don't want to do it, you're not going to do it. According to him, um. So there's that. And B, like, horrible, horrible. Like, I still think about that. Like, it's terrible, that last where he gets 
smacked by the garbage truck and like, ugh. Okay, I'm going to sound like an absolute horrible human being now, but to me, what was more horrible and what sticks in my mind more is how darn long that last episode was. <laughs> in the airplane, just like mooning over Captain America. <laughs> that was oh a little painful. God. I was like, okay, we get it. He's like, you know, absolutely torn up about his past and how he's a philandering, womanizing twit. And doesn't ever do anything worthwhile with his life, except for Captain America, who then died. Okay, I understand. You could have, like, conveyed that in five minutes, not 42. Yeah. <laughs> it, the Mooney Howard is I'm not a fan of. No. No. Okay, so there we go. I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> not a horrible human being. No. I agree. The la And the last protracted, like, you know that he's not going to fly a stupid airplane into the center of New York. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I, you know. Although, I don't know, with everything else that happened in Agent Carter, maybe. I guess. But, like, you're waiting for it to stop. You're waiting for it to stop. You're waiting for it to stop. And it was, like, interminable. It was. <laughs> it was. Well, all right. Well, so, so, I guess there's no feelings about, you know, like Howard's kind of like, you know, you know, for lack of a better term, like Howard's Tony Stark moment, you know, where like he he himself is is, you know, is realizing the you know the consequences of some of the actions that uh, yeah, that he's taken in in his life, you know, to to kind of like to kind of like you know have a little little bit of a character turnaround. No, there's none of that pronounced ridiculous before that point like just you know devil may care all he's interested in getting getting in girly panties and then all of a sudden he's this deep wounded creature i just i wasn't buying it gotcha so so they they overhammed it yeah yeah well what do you think what do you think happens next though like where do you think that these characters are going to go I don't know. The, the very fact that they are switching a whole, to a completely different coast, I have to say, concerns me a little bit. Yeah. And what, four years in, into the future? I don't know, I guess. I mean, they could do anything. They could do absolutely anything. And I'm kind of concerned that they will do absolutely anything. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 think, I think we're going to get, like, you know, Agent Carter turns into you know, the, the mini agent agents of shield prequel show, you know, because what happens next of course is, you know, we, it, people realize that agent Carter isn't messing around and she's not a traitor and she's not doing all these other crazy things. You know, um, she is kind of a patriot and, you know, like, you know, doing the right things. Howard's the, the guy who actually does care about, you know, stuff and he's not a traitor and everything like that. Um, so what do you do after that? You know, you put the two of them together and you start shield, right? Like, I, I guess that's where you go with that, you know, and, and then you start recruiting a team that winds up becoming winks and nods to, you know, team members that you wind up seeing later on, like Coulson and, and everybody else. Right. I think yeah. that's, I think that's where this goes, Yeah. you know, and then you meet like, you know, long -term, totally. 
yeah, I mean, you meet villains that wind up being shades of other villains that wind up, you know, becoming members of Caterpillar and, you know, the the things that you wind up seeing in S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, like, it's, you know, that's just me. Because that way you can have, like, those winks and nods and you can, like, you know, like, take all those story threads and tie them all together and make a nice package and then wind up seeding more things into the movies that already exist so you can just start dropping like little nuggets of of coolness um all over the place so that way it gives you a reason as a fan of the mcu to watch the show again you know so you can wind up gleaning all that information as you wait for the payoff which still is not for what avengers infinity war part two is 2018 19 2019 2019, May. yeah, because I just read an article about it actually, and was not very happy with the article. You know, and and here we are. Why? <clears throat> because they were talking about phasing out all the original Avengers, which I get has to happen eventually. Right. But they they're talking about the new characters that might be brought in, and it sounded pathetic. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but Squirrel Girl just does not interest me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are all like. I don't know. I don't think those things are coming to fruition though, because if if they were coming to if they were actually going to introduce those characters, they would have already been in the slate when they launched the master plan for everything anyway. You know, we're we're not going to get that many new characters because they just got the biggest get you can get right now for Marvel and that's Spider-Man. He's getting his own standalone film. He's going to be a huge part of of what becomes of the Infinity War. You know, for sure, he's going to be bouncing all around. They still have to introduce three major characters that are getting their own films, and they haven't even appeared on screen yet. So there's, you know, like I don't know. It's it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Plus, you have to give more screen screen time to the new Avengers as they are right now. You know, as as in um, Scarlet Witch, because I don't know they can't use her they can't use that character name like whatever whatever um, the Vision. And um, and Falcon, they all ha- they all need more screen time. You know, they just they just need more screen time. Oh, well, and I mean, and I guess you know you could give uh, Iron Patriot some more some more time too. But I mean, I don't know. He's annoying. I don't think I don't think he, he, he he's a known quantity at this point though. He's he's had he's had a lot of screen time in in Iron Man two and three. So you, you know you kind of know who he is. So there is that. Um, but yeah, you have to pay attention to them and then you have to do a whole bunch of other stuff, um, in order, in order for all this to pay off, you get the Black Panther movie, um, you get the standalone Spider-Man movie, um, you get, uh, Doctor Strange and he's not a, he's a character that no one has even thought of talking about yet. Um, and then there's another character that gets a, that gets their own movie. Oh, Captain Marvel, which is another um, you know, which will be, I guess, before then might be the very first standalone Marvel, um, female-led role. Like, as in, like, here's a whole movie. This this character is a female. Let's go. So, so what what I'm hearing in your word choice and your tone, Rich, is that you are optimistic about the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I am because you know, to be honest, you know they. As as me being a fan, they've been on a roll, you know. They've been on a roll, and it continues to it can it continues to maybe not just get 
maybe not get better, but at least they're maintaining status quo. I walk into a theater. I know I'm going to see a Marvel movie. I walk in with a certain expectation that this is the kind of movie I'm going to go see. I see exactly what I'm expecting. And then my inner geek is happy. And then I go home and wait for the next thing that's going to show exactly what I want to see. And then it'll make me happy. And then I'll go home and I'll do it again. And I don't mind that because it's literally what my 13 or 14 year old self has wanted since I was 14. So, you know, it, to see that play out is just mind blowing because wow. You know, like all, all, you know, all those thoughts that I had, you know, just mean that, there were other people that devoted literally their entire lives to learning how to make that happen on screen. And they're making it happen now. Um, and I just think that's cool. Um, and to have all these other little kind of things, you know, the, the, to keep me busy and, and, and in tune with the MCU, like agent Carter and agents of agents of shield. I'm okay with those existing and experimenting and doing all sorts of other th things, good or bad, because at least it keeps the mindset going like, Oh, that's right. The MCU isn't going away and there's more stuff coming and there's all these other things. And if I can put myself through one or two or three, okay episodes of, of an agents of shield or an agent Carter, so I can get that really awesome one, then I'll be okay with it because at least I can take that nugget with me along the way. When I get to, you know, my, my big payoff, which is whatever summer movie that is that year. But did you feel like there were any, really awesome moments in, in like it, in agent in, carter yeah well i mean if we go back in time to when we talked about episodes one through four uh mm -hmm. of, of agent carter where i said hey well you know it might change it might not um but i wasn't really feeling that connection with the mm -hmm. mcu when i watched episodes one through four that stands from five through eight there wasn't anything really earth shattering that connected agent carter to any of the other parts of, of the mcu at all yeah. which I think is another huge miss for Agent Carter. You know, that they, they should have had more things that tie into each other. Now, now when, when they, um, they end episode eight, um, you know, you, you wind up getting, um, Fenhoff getting into prison, um, with a character, um, Arnim Zola, and he's a character that is in the MCU. So you get like little more things, you know, like that are tying in there. So they end the season with it. So I'm imagining he's going to be a part of whatever storyline gets told in season two now that they get a season two. Yeah. So maybe they go down that road and they go, oh, well, season two, we have more time. We can, you know, talk with the writers. We can talk with other other people. Let's start, you know, putting that needle and thread through those storylines to tie more things into the MCU and season two winds up really becoming what season one maybe should have been. Mm -hmm. um, but season one, maybe appropriate appropriately. So maybe not, you know, just winds up, you know, being the, the really long introduction story to the character that we kind of already knew from Captain America, the, the first Avenger, you know, in, in Peggy Carter. Yeah, and the only tie-in aside from that last, you know, thing that we got, that last scene that we got is Steve Rogers' blood and Howard Stark. And, yep. you know, those are the only other two things. And maybe that's where some some of, not all of, my dissatisfaction comes in. And, I, you know, I just feel like, like as an audience member who's a Marvel fan, 
like treat me with respect and and like challenge me without grossing me out yeah that's true that's true yeah i mean because there was a lot of like you know like really crazy stuff that that winds up happening and it was like like you said it was almost every single episode that one of these things happens and you know like where where for me when i'm not watching the mcu stuff i do kind of like you know i do kind of tend to watch more darker programming when i'm you know like you know whatever watching watching things on my own i like shows like the blacklist i watch the walking dead um you know i, I watch um you know other other um shows of that of that um uh, that nature and you know i i look to those things for entertainment so <clears throat> where where the darker tones themselves maybe not didn't bother me they were surprising to find in a marvel movie yeah or in a marvel setting an mcu setting now that might start changing to become the status quo for television um because of the rampant popularity about what's happening in the netflix mcu tie-in universe daredevil Um, with daredevil and um aka uh, jessica jones and luke cage because those shows are taking like the hbo approach Um, to storytelling and they're becoming aggressively more mature um, as they go on more mature or more gratuitous well definitely more mature maybe not so much gratuitous because i watched all of daredevil um and it's not really gratuitous but it is definitely mature like that show if it was a movie would be rated r for sure like 100 percent um but there are still like you know you get your warm and fuzzy moments and then you get your your darker story element moments and you get your giant john woo action movie um which i'm unopposed to yeah so that's not that's not too bad i'm not what i don't want is somebody eating it every episode in a like really gross graphic way like right i'm okay with like some revenge like like when people so this is gonna sound really weird but when there's a just like when something feels just or it was something someone gets gets their like gets their what's the term i can't think of it what what's penance when they like I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. It's when people die unnecessarily. When we have all these things that, you know, we're censured for, just in general, in in society, we're censured for, you know, gun violence and this and that and the other. And, you know, but you turn on the TV and, like, somebody eats it in every episode of Agent Carter and you're like, wait a second. That was totally unnecessary and and completely, completely and totally unwelcome. Yeah. And unsettling. And is that what you is that what you're trying to achieve in your TV show? I don't think so. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that is. Sick people. <laughs> <laughs> true that's 
that is not untrue, my friend. That is not untrue. But so, these so, sick people stop, Pippin. Don't do it. So what? Sorry. Oh no. So um so basically at at the end at the end of this, um you know so it are is everyone kind of down on Agent Carter? Like is it like if we were to if we were to rate a la sharp angles um the entire season as a whole, like where are we where are we falling? Two point two five. Whoa. Oh, two. Wow. I mean, I would I would say two point five, except that it does really get depressing watching so much darkness. And like you said, Reg, I watch the blacklist. I watch Grimm. Um, you know, yeah. there are there are shows that I really enjoy. Looking at my movie collection, I have just as many, uh, you know, intense movies as I do funny ones, but. Kind of overwhelming when that's all you get is is not even intensity, just kind of I I don't know. I'm gonna have to think of the right word to describe Agent Carter, but depression. It's just a little bit depressing. Grim. I think it's grim more than grim is. I think it's yeah. grim. Well, because grim has actual daylight shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't. And Jeanette knows this. I started watching Grimm and can't watch it anymore. Like, and I love it. I really like it. It's one of my favorite shows. You know, I I did. I I said to her because she was the one who was like, "Hey, watch the show," and I was like, "God bless you. I cannot watch this. It's too grim for me." <laughs> you know, and I the blacklist. I can only watch, and it's a terrific show, and I love James. Love, love, love that James Spader, but um. I can only watch, like, one episode at a time. It infuriates Rich. Like, call me sensitive. Call me a Thor hater. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because he's boring, though. Not, but uh, it, it's just, like, I, I just don't want to be exposed to more of that than I need to be. It just doesn't, doesn't set well with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, for me... Um, I guess I'm going to come in a little more on the, the positive side. So, I don't know. It was, it was what, two and two five? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, I got to no, go. No, 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 not two five, two point two five. Two point two five? Yeah. All right. Because I couldn't quite give it a two point five. Couldn't do it. All right. Well, I guess I'm, I'm going to come in a little, a little more on the positive side. I'm going to give it a three, two, five. Which may actually be my lowest score. I think it is. Of of all. I actually think all of these are our lowest scores. Except for Thor. No, I didn't I gave Thor a higher than a two. Really? Yeah. I don't think you did, Jeanette. You hate Thor. Yeah. You hate Thor. <laughs> we have to go back, but I'm pretty sure. That might have to be like that might actually have to be like a thing that what? we should that we should do. I should go back and and tally all the scores up and then when we get when we get up enough stuff to have a thing that you can go and wind up seeing 
like on, a visual on the, on the websites a visual of, like of the acknowledgement yeah of our you know, it could be like oh hey here's the the here's the web link for episode 12 of agent carter and we finally doled out our scores here's our scores with our you know like our icons or faces or something like that yeah. you know like we might be able to to do that because then we would be able to actually just quick reference it instead of just having I think to each of us should pick a stuff. superhero like me like a superhero chibi to yeah yeah all right how Mine's... many thors does this get i'm not thor not it <laughs> <laughs> not freaking it mine's gonna be real weird my nose, so i'm not it either <laughs> <laughs> fair enough rich gets to be thor i'm not gonna be thor nobody wants. no to one's be gonna thor. be thor any any of our special guest stars, they could all be Thor. That's right. So how many Thors do you give it? Yes. So, so who's your who's yours gonna be? Who me? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, well, I could I could be uh, I could be hopeful, and then I just how many how many S's are we gonna give it? How many Supermans? Yes. Even though we're reviewing Marvel movies. That's right. That's weird. We're gonna get to the DC continuum one day. One day. And it'll happen. Who would you be? Jeep, jeep, jeep. Uh, sorry, I I got distracted by a text message. <laughs> what? What? Who would I be? In what way? Who? You know, who? If if you were gonna give like, for you know, like we were just we were just saying, I I would give, you know, so a, Agent Carter is gonna get three and a three and a quarter Superman shields out of five. Oh, Captain so America all the way. You would get the cap shield. That's I. Th- I thought that's where that was gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. So and then, uh, all right, cool. Where what we got? Can I be the Wonder Woman W? You could be the Wonder Woman W. Uh-huh. There we go. Yeah. Because you know, like like I said, well, as you were still being dis- distracted, I was like, well, you know, I I think maybe it's a little weird that I'm gonna give him Superman S's out of out of five for Marvel movies, but I I was like, hey, well, eventually we're gonna get to the DC continuum and. You know, like then then there'll be re- relevance for giving things Superman S's and all that stuff. I might need alcohol. <laughs> that movie's great. There's only two. There's I, only going to be I'm two. You, I swore that I would never watch another Superman movie. After what? After Returns? Yes. Oh, well. That movie's terrible. Yeah. yeah. So that bad. movie's freaking awful. That gets negative W's. Uh, that movie gets negative W's. Yeah. Even though, even though, still to this day, I think that's like Hydra. That's not even shields or Thors or anything. That gets like Hydras. Yep. Lex Luthers. I have the I have the uh, the token memory of that on the on the wall of the podcast studio, just to remind me every day that there will be a day where there'll be better Superman movies. Actually, those days have already come, but. You also have that, but we need to get you a frame. That's true. I need to put that on the other side of the room. The Man of Steel poster, so that the Man of Steel poster can stare at the Superman Returns poster and go, "Zack Snyder, you will never make anything but, but better than Man of Steel movies forever." Or whoever gets behind the camera, and if it's Brian Singer, get out. That's it. That's what we got for you. Go make go make another X Men movie. Oh wait, you already are. Oh, bunny trails, bunny trails. Yes, indeed. So. Okay, so- are we are we content with our um, stated opinions about Agent Carter, or can yeah. we mention again how very grim and dark and yucky? 
Uh, I think we're I think we're good. I think we're all right. You know, so so I guess you know now for Hope fun if you will. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was I was right there with you today. I'm poking fun of myself as well. So I so I guess it's now for something completely different for the next episode, right? As we still yeah. await the yeah. as, as we just heard the November twentieth or something date of Ant Man's Blu ray release. We gotta find a way of getting it digitally somehow faster than somehow, that some way. yeah sure. we'll, we'll manage it we'll, we'll figure out that in so a totally legal way kids yes <laughs> yes uh, yeah uh, we'll, you know, on demand or something we'll we'll figure it we'll figure that out part oh, that part rich. maybe we'll maybe we'll maybe we'll beg the pirate mouse to you know give us an advanced copy because we review these things stop rambling but um <laughs> no are you kidding i love this ramble but anyway <laughs> so so, so as so as we wait for um, for Ant Man, um, we're on to Agents of Shield. Yeah, we're gonna Agents of Shield is next. People have already turned him off. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, we're done. We're willing to listen to this kid. Um, so not gonna like each other during Agents of Shield. Just so so oh no. Full disclosure here, I still have to catch up. But we can do, I'm like halfway through the first season. The problem is I keep falling asleep. It's not my fault. More on that later. Well, that's all right. So we'll, so what we'll do is, you know, we'll set up the next episode to do the first 10 or 12 episodes. That's a lot of episodes to talk about. Because I think it's 23 for the first season. That's a lot of episodes. So we'll to do talk the about. first. We'll do the first twelve where they do that season break right before Agent Carter, as a our first episode teaser. Danae almost never started watching it because of episode two. That's very true. That's very true. And then, um, and then we'll see where Ant Man is after that episode. And if Ant Man still is not available to be watched, we're gonna do the back half of season one as and another episode. Freak out like crazy. And then, yeah, we have some freakouts and some <laughs> some some discussions. And then, um, if Ant-Man's still not out, then we're going to do the so front. we're going to get an illegal copy. Yes. <laughs> the front and back half of season two somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, the front and back half of season two will happen at, at some point, too. Yeah. Um, and then Ant-Man at, at some point. And then the changing of the gears. <sighs> And I'm so excited. He's so excited. I'm so very excited. Wait a minute. Why are we changing gears? How are we changing gears? Because <laughs> after after Ant Man, we are we are complete, and and unless we start doing, we're not doing Star Wars, are we? We absolutely are. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not a monarchy. This is a democracy. We have to vote. <laughs> I abstain. <laughs> I, I've I've literally been waiting for this for longer than 1999. How how is it fair to cast my vote against my best friend and or my husband? That just is not. But you're gonna suffer with me if you don't vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're not talking about like we we already made the agreement that we would do the machete order. Not necessarily a dis- uh, an agreement. All right, but the machete the machete order is is you know right now like the preferred method of taking these these movies on because 
you get three of the best movies ever made of all time. And then one somewhere in the middle that we could just get through and it's only two hours and then we're done. And then we all go see hopefully <laughs> what is going to be the best sequel to movies that came out in the eighties ever. And and we all go see it. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm gonna buy a Papa Man a ticket and take him <laughs> to the theater too. Can we go somewhere that serves alcohol? Sure. We so go see unfair. A, a, that would actually be fitting. It'd be the AMC dine in in Bridgewater. Yeah. For know, Force I'm Awakens. Schedule right now, it is really, really busy going forward. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but yeah, so that's that's what we're looking like. It's the it's a that's what just happened. Pop you look very confused. Because said, uh, I, had a look on her face. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, the dog's deciding that he wants to be a part of the show. The dog decided that it was a good idea to go and, like, turn you off of Skype. Ah! So, yeah, he was putting his nose all over the iPad, and he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And all the (laughs) controls came up, and he's like, oh, what's this? (laughs) That's true. So, so anyway, um, we're going to wrap this up so we can get this rambunctious puppy to stop being annoying here. I would love to know, just for the record, a quick message to our audience. I would love to know how many of you actually made it to the end of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so if you're hearing these words. I'm going with less than one. Yeah, so. It's like, it's like a pastor who keeps saying, okay, and this is the conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so if you, if you have, if you are hearing these words currently, please hit us up on Twitter. Uh, at sharpanglesbic or send a little email to sharpangles at baconicecream.com um, or, you know, I don't know. Let me see if I can find this in the archives real quick. Oh, good. See if, see We're if, waiting. <laughs> Just see what if, the audience people... wants. No. Okay, every time, while, while Rich is looking that up, though, every time that he says BIC... Um, I always feel as if I should add a few more letters in there or something. Why? Because. Because it makes me think of something else. That's technically and not technically a four-letter word. <laughs> B-I-T-C-H? So I'm like, my dick is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so for... Am I your bick? <laughs> All right. So for, so for more of that fun... So, so for more, <laughs> all right. So for more of that fun, maybe, 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 um, maybe pick up the telephone and uh, and dial one three zero five four zero seven two six seven three, or one three zero five dial bic. Oh, um, because that's a dial thing. Bic. Yes, <laughs> dial bic. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Hit us up. Leave us a voicemail. Come on. You do that. So you get a voicemail. You got Twitter. You got an email. Come on, bickers. You got hysterical people talking way too late in the night on a weeknight for their own good. 
Come on. You know you want to interact with us. It's awesome. See, if you didn't make it to the end of the episode, you missed the best part. Exactly. That's why that's how we do this. Hour seven into the podcast. Let's do it. We're crazy people. <laughs> Hit us up next time. We're talking about some Ages of Shield. Things are gonna get real hairy. It's gonna be great. People are gonna cry. people are gonna cry. It's great. So, um, all right. So until then, um, I'm Rich. G- giggles over there is Danae. Uh, out of breath over there is Jeanette. And uh, laying down Peace finally out. is Peace a pigeon. All right, we'll see you next time. I'm Sharp Angles. Take it easy, guys. Now I hear